What's going on, traders? How we doing? Welcome to the SPACs attack. Yes, yes. Get that thumbs like up already. Let's go ahead. Let's hit the subscribe. Today is a sub Friday only. So if you want to talk in the chat, you're going to have to go ahead and hit that sub button down below. Let's go ahead and let's get SPACs attack started. And like always, guys, welcome to the SPACs attack, baby. Tired of getting left behind on winning trades? Join Benzinga's free masterclass on July 24th to learn how to spot breakout trades before they skyrocket. Featuring live interactive lessons on how to trade meme stocks, read charts, identify trends, and so much more. To register for free, go to events.benzinga.com. What up, what up, traders? How we doing out there? Yes, yes, I know, I know. There's just a whole bunch of paper hands out there right now, guys. A bunch of paper hands. You said it. You said it well. I see you guys out there talking about it. Definitely, definitely, SPAC's getting hit again. But like always, I mean, these these are not what we ex- – we don't expect just a monster rip. I don't think Chris and I have even come close to saying that after the March kind of turned down in the SPACs. We've been kind of rotating back. We hit lifts just like we've had with these merger votes and some of these patterns – but it doesn't mean that it continues to go. And so one of the things that we are getting right now, we are getting some pullback in the market, um, getting some pullback in SPACs. We'll talk about some of these that are pulling back, some of them that are coming back up. So we'll get into the watch list. Um, so let's go ahead and let's get into some news. Um, don't have the banners ready, so I'm just going to go ahead and try to give you guys the best news here that I can. And we'll kind of keep moving on and get towards our Watch list. So first one up is going to be EVGO. EVGO, not bad, not bad at all. Earlier announced, um, this was really from GM that really gave him the lift here, guys. But GM earlier announced new fleet charging service designed to accelerate the adoption of fleet electrification. Mentions EVGO, Duke Energy, E-Trans Energy, and InCharge Energy. Uh, and Schneider as electric as preferred partners. So really, I mean, the, the, the good thing here is that we were already kind of mentioning this with EVGO that they were working with GM, um, but this is really going to push them forward. EVGO is tasked with deploying uh, comprehensive new charging and infrastructure solutions specifically for GM's fleet and bright drop customers. The partnership will also allow the customers to receive program discounts at EVGO's nationwide network of more than 800 public fast charging locations. So definitely, I mean, EVGO going up on this news, you see today it's hanging around there at the 12s, but ChargePoint, ChargePoint going down on this news. And I think this is really negative towards ChargePoint. You know, one of the things is we wanted to see them included in this. And and one of the things that I've been talking about is that eventually, especially with these charging infrastructures, you're going to start seeing some winners and some losers. It looks like right here at least starting to show that, hey, maybe ChargePoint isn't the winner in this industry. Maybe EVGO really takes off. Of course, that's just based off of this one news catalyst, so you can't really go completely off of that. But it's something definitely to keep your eyes on as we see ChargePoint down today also, down 1.3%. All right, let's go ahead. Let's keep going, guys. Let's go into our deal of the day. I'll be able to copy and paste this in here so you guys can at least see what it is. 
Um, we got Fathium Digital Manufacturing, um, pretty much a 3D manufacturing stock. Uh, I started checking this one out, but that's not all they do. Um, and definitely check it out. You know, they have additive prototype manufacturing services. Um, I'm sure we'll be able to get this co uh, company on SPACs attack soon enough, but definitely check this out, guys. Uh, the deal is going to be valued at $1.5 billion, and it's going to be going public via a uh, Altamar Acquisition Corp, which is ATMR. So definitely check that one out, guys. Let's add that one to our radar here. ATMR. Got that one in there. We'll take a look here at the stock. It's trading at 986, so it hasn't really gone through that $10 level. We'll see if it can get through that $10 level today. All right, next up, Kathy Woods adds some stocks there, guys. I don't know if you guys were able to catch that, but Kathy Woods definitely adding to QSI, KVSB, and CND. ARC Fund has sold a large chunk of open over the last few days, including over 1 million shares yesterday. So you guys that are in open, definitely pay attention towards that. If she's selling out, could be potential that this can come back down towards kind of heading down. And it looks like it's trying to head down towards 10. I was actually in this one for a while before when we made this kind of lift up in April, was able to make a small time gain on this one. But really, I think the overall mortgage industry is really starting to turn around. So I'm going to be paying attention to open, see what happens here, but it doesn't look great. And, and I can tell you that right now that I'm starting not to believe this story. I think there's going to be some trouble in the mortgages and coming up soon when you get those kind of uh, the, the foreclosures to really hit the market, which should hit in the next month or two. All right. Going to go ahead and catch up with the chat. What's up? What's up? How's everyone doing out there? The paper hands. Yeah, they'll get you, man. Definitely. Uh, what's going on, everybody? How we doing? AJ, what's up, Crew Cut? Got kicked, got that butt kicked all, all week. Don't worry, man. I can't blame you. Um, it's been a tough week myself. I've been what I've been doing is more sitting on my hands, guys. I haven't been taking trades this week, and I think just because of that, I've been saving some capital. And and sometimes you got to do this, sometimes you got to sit on your hands, but hey, that's how it goes. All right, let's go ahead and keep going here. Let's go into the next one. G-Man asking, how about IS? If you like Unity, you'll like this. It's taking a beating. Uh, IS. Iron Source. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure about this one. I'll take a look into this one. I do not know too much about it. Let me see what Pro's giving me here. Uh, looks like mobile content creators company. So I'll, I'll check it out afterwards. But definitely, thank you for uh, bringing it in, in the chat. All right, let's go ahead. Let's catch up with what is going on. How are we doing, Hector? It's good to see you out there. FGNA moving good today. I'll take a look at that one. Definitely, we'll add that one here. See how it's moving on the watch list right now. We have a leader in Indy. Indy's an interesting one as it's really starting to push on up. And you know, let's go ahead and take a look here. See what we're seeing in Indy. Um, really good lift. Five point. 5% really going straight up from that 880s all the way up there towards 
pretty much 940s. We're going to pay attention to see if this one can continue moving. But really, I think this one's just really a, a factor of, you know, good news coming out in the semiconductor area. And I think this one could get ramping. As you can see, a lot of volume coming in the last two days off those lows, now really pushing on up. Let's see if what happens when we start trend, uh, running into the trend and running into the resistance. So right now we've had this somewhat trend right here. I think we're going to hit some resistance when we get towards this high right here. So we're going to be looking towards 947, 950s to provide resistance. If it doesn't and it just rips through there, we'll see if it holds 950s on pullbacks. And this is INDI. All right, go ahead and catch up with the chat. What's up, G-Man, Docs? way overvalued hey we'll, we'll definitely take a look mike wisdom you are right about foreclosures when mortgage covid forbearance is up mucho problema problema look at me i can't even speak for today mike giving us giving us a little bit of spanish problema <laughs> oh man let's go ahead let's keep going let's get into some other stocks here that we see on here this is the one that's been sneaky Sneaky, sneaky. I know a lot of people talk about CCIV and talk about that one, but Property Solution, the Faraday, I mean, th this car is really something else. I mean, it's definitely on the high tech end, um, so I'll be paying attention to see when this company kind of turns over, but it had a nice run when it went from 12 all the way past 17. Now we've come right back towards that level, bounced off that level, and we'll see if it kind of gets in, out of this chop zone. Problema. There you go, Hector. Help him out. All right, let's go ahead. Let's keep going. S-E-N-S. What, what is up with a lot of people bringing in some other stocks today? But let's let's take a look here. Uh, I, I want to take a look here at this stock for you. I'll take a seat. So you got one up, two up, three up. What do we need? We need volume in S-E-N-S, Ron. So look for that volume. Skills, skills. Yeah, I was talking about skills on my Twitter this morning. Looks like the redemptions started coming in, and, and this is exactly what we want to talk about here on SPACs. So if you look here, right here, you can see that skills redeems all outstanding public warrants. This is what I was talking about, this company. Too many people like this company, and we're calling it like a, a master stock and really i mean this one's looking like it's coming back down massively now skills really getting crushed here i think this one could come back down closer towards ten dollars in, in the long run especially with these warrants getting re redeemed so just be careful there on skills all right let's go ahead and let's keep going what's going on team you want to talk a little bit about thcb andrew we could talk a little bit about that Let's take a look here at Tuscan Holding, see how we're doing. Definitely pulling back. Looks like we're heading back towards that $10 level. A lot of times we've been getting these spikes, but they're not holding. So that's why you got to take some profits in these and maybe just trade and get that swing trade 10, 20% and then getting back out of these. You know, I have no problem in making 10 to 20% on these trades. And so that's what I've been trying to get. Um, especially with SPACs. I'm not trying to get 30 or 40% anymore. I'm just trying to get 10 to 20% on these trades. Let's keep going. Let's get into the next one. Skills is overcrowded. Definitely. I, I, that's what I think. It's just overcrowded. Everyone's looking on the upside to that one, and I just don't see it. 
any opinion on SoFi or DM? Yeah, SoFi is definitely a good one in the long run. I mean, when you think about all they have, they're definitely going to come back towards these levels. The big question is, is it going to hold this support right here of 1480s? You can see we held here multiple times here, guys. We've gone sideways on this level before. The real question is, do we hold these levels when the stock gets to it again? I think you're going to break through the 15 and at least test down towards this 1472. So that's kind of the line in the sand for me. I'd be trying to risk somewhere near that line, if not right below it, maybe towards this wick where we got a wick of 414. And we'll be looking for SoFi to really get strong again back through these 18s. That's when it needs to kind of curve back and get that real lift. I'll go into DM a little bit. Uh, DM is definitely a stock that I like long term. I, I know that you guys are seeing this downtrend these last couple of days, and and that's what kind of kind of scaring people out of DM and desktop metal. But I think in the long run, you're definitely going to see this company succeed. I just love the partnerships, love what they're going after. The fundamentals seem to make sense, and I do think that they're going to eventually get to the revenue numbers that they have on their investor presentation. So. Am I going to be 100% right on this one? Who knows? We're going to have to wait and see. But definitely DM for me is one of my highest options that I would hold for a long-term trade in uh, SPAC industry. All right, let's go ahead. Let's keep going. SFTW being mentioned. It, has it gotten off the $10 level? No, it has not. So that's what I would say about SFTW. Unless it gets off that $10 level, and really holds $10. I always talk about when you get up through $10, you want to hold it on pullbacks. You see how we kept cracking here, going to the 99s? That's not what you want to see. You want to see above 10, sideways, holding 10 on downside action. All right, let's go ahead. Let's keep looking. So far, yes. Chris C. mentioning one that I'm holding right now, and I've talked about it, holding the bag here in RSI. So let's take a look here at RSI, how we doing on Rush Street. Bouncing back today at least. At least we're getting a little bit of a bounce back day. We'll be looking for it to get back above 11s. 11 is going to be a very important price point. If not, we could be heading back down towards 10 before we make this push back up towards 11. So that's why I'm, I'm slowly adding into RSI here. I'm not just loading the boat here at the bottom. I want to go ahead and make sure that I get that confirmation bottom look before I add too much share size and average down here. All right, let's go ahead. Let's keep going. Let's get into the next one. Um, I want to talk about, there you go. Jesse's bringing up a good one, Up. Let's take a look at Up and how it's doing. You see it's up about 2.78%. Really did get a spike yesterday, but let's take a look here on the five minutes, see how we're performing today. So on the five minute, you can see that we've actually had that quick spike, but after that, it's kind of been in a sideways trend. You know, you had this sideways period, then you broke down another sideways period, I would have to get some confirmation to really get excited about up. Um, you know, even though it had this monster move up, I, I just don't see that volume building here on supports to really break it out. But right now we're definitely, if you look on the intraday, you're going to see that high, uh, a low right here of 1045, 1070. You want to see this just take off and rock it off, especially if you're kind of more in, in an early long position. But to me, this is still in a sideways chop because when I go to the hourly, I'll probably see just a sideways trend. You see sideways trend here, 
sideways trend here, not really uptrending or downtrending, just more along just in a sideways consolidation period. All right, let's keep going. Let's get into another one. I'm seeing someone mention Velo. Velo, let's take a look here. All right, so this is the velocity acquisition. Definitely breaking down there, going towards the 966. This one could be heading down. You got to be careful with that one. I think it could crack 960s, but you did get this spike up here towards 1085. I just don't think it's going to happen right now. You got to wait for some volume to come in this stock, and it's looking like it wants to break down on the downside. All right, Genie bouncing back today a little bit, guys. So I'm going to keep this one on radar, of course. You guys know I'm holding the bag in Genie, so I'm keeping a close eye on this one. We'll see if it bounces back from these levels. I did add yesterday into 15.25. So now I've been moving my average down. I'm down closer towards $17 here. So I'm not in too much pain right now. I'm only down a point, but definitely trying to average in this one slowly also so that if I do need to go ahead and take another buy down here, I could move my average back down towards, let's say, 1650s, if not 1560. And that's what I'll be trying to move my average. If I can get somewhere in between these 15s and 16s, I won't mind because I do think we're going to come back through 17 roaring. All right, let's go ahead. Let's pay attention towards the stocks. Vizio being called out by Charlie, unfortunately not a stock for us here on SPACs Attack, but yeah, Vizio is one to definitely keep on watch. Ituro being mentioned in the chat. Ituro. All right, FTCV. Let's take a look here. How it's moving and, and where do you think it's going to get to? All right, this one's starting to get strong there at the bottom. I can see um, these kind of volume profiles. This is someone starting to build a, a position in this FTCV. You see right here, you can see 47,000 shares. You see 100,000 shares traded. You see another spike here, 48. You see another spike here, 38. I think there's someone trying to be a sneaky buyer in FTCV. So definitely keep this one on radar. We know this one could get running. And really, I mean, 1050 is going to be very important. You can see this kind of sideways trend here. It needs to go reversing right back into green. If not, you could see this breakdown through that 1050. And then if we break down through the 1050, we could be heading back down towards 1014, if not $10. Long E2Row. Hey, well, it's, it's up to you if you like that company. Personally, I'm not too much of a fan of E2Row just because I don't like copycat trading. But hey. To, to each his own, you know, if, if you think Ituro is going to continue to have success, you know, they're in crypto moving into U.S. equities this year. So they could continue to have success. Do you you like Ituro over so SoFi? I, I personally would like SoFi over Ituro. But like I told you, I have that negative feeling towards Ituro. So maybe I just don't see the story like you guys see it out there. And that's why it's always about the story, right? So we'll definitely see if this one can kind of keep moving. Crew says, no way. We'll, we'll definitely have to take a look at it. All right, let's go ahead. Let's get in towards here. Uh, FGNA, we talked a little bit about that one. Look how this one's really been showing up now, really starting to rip. FGNA making a lift there now up towards 1065. Let's take a look here on the five minute, see what we're seeing. Really a nice push up there in FGNA. So definitely check out that stock. It's starting to push up there towards 1065, guys. 1065 FGNA, really starting to get lift now. Does Ituro have a stadium named after it? I, I saw something like that. 
I saw something like that. So I, I can't confirm it, Hector. I would have to look it up, but I did see something like that. All right, guys. So one of the things that I wanted to do today is in our middle segment is talk a little bit more about past history, right? A lot of times on this show, we do further out, out shows. And so one of the things that I wanted to do today, since we don't have Chris here, is let's look back at our top show. We're going to look back at our top show in December when stocks were a little bit different and we were looking for SPACs underneath $11 in the hype of the movement. So that's what I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put on for you guys. And what I want to do is, is, is go ahead, you know, call us out on, on ones that we did good on, ones that we did bad on. I mean, this is what it's all about here on SPACs Attack. We try to give you guys ideas also. So let's go ahead and let's take a look here. Uh, lock them specs. All right, Chris. So I'll let you go ahead and lead first. Chris is going to go ahead and bring his top five here, and then I'll go ahead and bring my top five. All right. So at the end of the day, guys, you know, always do your own research. Um, the reason we're mentioning these is just because we see these as interesting stocks, um, whether it be the board, whether it be what they're getting into, or maybe rumors. But like always, do your own research, have your plan, and planned attacks is what we're all about here on Specs Attack. So let's go ahead, Chris, get in it. What you got for us? Yeah, perfect, Mitch. So, yeah, we've seen a lot of these specs, you know, start to trade at premiums, um, you know, as they get rumored to possible targets, um, you know, which then they can go higher once those deals are announced. But as we saw yesterday, you know, on a big red drop day, um, it's nice to have, you know, uh, a little bit of a, you know, lower downside risk. So what we wanted to do, one of our last shows for the year was focus on some SPACs that are trading between $10 and $11. So that $10 floor again, um, you know, is important. That's usually where the common shares start trading. And then also, you know, if the deal doesn't go through or if you don't um, want to take part in the deal, um, you know, you can trade those shares back in for $10 plus interest. So important to have that floor. Um, so what I did, I went through looked at names trading between 10 and 11. These are the five that I really want to highlight today. Um, but I did see going through through the list, there's like quite a few attractive names between 10 and 11. So I have five, Mitch has five. And then if we have time, I also have some honorable mentions that we will get into. So up first, want to talk about RBAC. So this is Red Ball acquisition. Um, no surprise if you've tuned into the show before. This has been a favorite of mine. So this SPAC uh, from Billy Bean, the guy from Moneyball. Uh, this has been linked to Fenway Sports Group. That's really the only uh, rumored target. So Fenway Sports Group is the owner of the Boston Red Sox in Major League Baseball and Liverpool Football Club of the English Premier League. But they also have a uh, NASCAR team. So Fenway bought the Red Sox in 2002. Um, the team's won four World Series titles since that time. Uh, Liverpool, we saw win the English Premier League, uh, you know, last year. And they also won the Champions League the year before that. Um, and then Fenway Sports Group owns 80% of the New England Sports Network, which is a regional sports channel that airs those Red Sox games. So that's important because we saw Madison Square Group um, which owns the Rangers, the Knicks, they actually spun off um, their media asset into Madison Square um, Media. So, you know, media rights are so important now, um, and that could be a catalyst down the road, you know, for that company. 
Uh, Forbes ranks Boston Red Sox as the third most valuable baseball team, $3.3 billion valuation. Liverpool ranked eighth as the most valuable soccer club in the world with a $2.2 billion valuation. Um, you know, so MLB teams have uh, risen in value four times over the last 10 years. Uh, you know, and then we also see new media rights for baseball with Fox. And the EPL is also working on some, which will increase the value of those teams going forward. Um, there aren't a lot of publicly traded sports teams. So I like this one because I think built-in loyal fan bases for the Red Sox and for Liverpool, along with not a lot of publicly traded sports teams, this could be an attractive one for investors. Um, so if that deal is announced, I think this one goes higher. It's one of my favorites going into 2021. Then up next, we have FCAC. So this is Falcon Capital. It's targeting media and consumer tech. So we talked recently about Spinning Eagle, which is the new SPAC from the team that did DraftKings, Skills, and some other deals. Uh, I wrote an article about that, and it got a lot of page views. We got a lot of attention with that Spinning Eagle video that we did. So there's a lot of people interested in investing in the team behind the DraftKings and Skills mergers. So FCAC, the team here includes Jeff Sagansky. He's one of the three people that were involved on those DraftKings and Skills deals. Um, so again, it's not the complete team that did DraftKings and Skills, but it is one of the board members. Um, so I'll take a bet here on someone with experience in the SPAC game uh, with Jeff Sagansky. I think this one lands a good company uh, going forward. Uh, so that's pick number two. And then up next, we have SNPR. So this is Tortoise Acquisition 2. This is the same team that did Hillion, one of the top performers early on in 2020, um, with shares going over $50. Obviously, we talked yesterday about those shares you know, retreating now that that deal has been closed. But it was, at the time, one of the top SPACs of the year. Um, it was one of my best trades. Um, I do still own a small position in uh, Hillion, HY or H-Y-L-N, um, but I like the team here again to find a target in sustainability or the electric vehicle field. I think the history of that deal and the attention it got could make uh, Tortoise Acquisition 2 an attractive uh, team for a target company. Um, so again, betting on that management team. And then up next, this small one, not a lot of coverage out there. This is LFTR. Um, it's a newer one to my eyes. This is Left Terrace Acquisition, targeting fintech. So given the recent rumors of, you know, companies like SoFi, eToro, and other names, I think fintech is going to be a big story in 2021. Um, not that they will land, you know, SoFi or eToro, but I do like the management team here. You have the former CEO and director of eTrade. And you have the former chief operating officer of Coinbase and the former chief operating officer of TD Ameritrade. So again, E-Trade, Coinbase, TD Ameritrade, targeting that same fintech space um, with experience. So that is another one I like to land a good target. And then my last pick um, of the five, this is one I teased on Twitter, um, so some of you may be waiting for it. This was my new purchase yesterday, trading close to $10. Um, it is BTAQ. 
So this is Burgundy Technology. Uh, the company did a $300 million offering. Management includes Leo Apothecar. He's the chair, uh, the chairman and co-CEO. He is the former CEO of HP and SAP. Uh, he spent 20 plus years at SAP where he helped transform the company from a single product to a multi-solution business. SAP is a global leader in enterprise application software. The co-CEO, Jim Mackey, is, uh, worked at Citigroup, SAP, OpenText, and BlackBerry. He helped BlackBerry transform from mobile to endpoint management. So again, BlackBerry was a huge mobile company um, that kind of fell, but they were able to stick around by transforming that business model. Um, they are starting to pop back up now as a, a connected car company. Um, and he was responsible for part of that move. And then Mackie, while at SAP, he did 44 acquisitions. So lots of experience there. The board of the SPAC also has ties to Track Unit, which is a telematics company, C3AI, which was one of the best our best IPOs of 2020, uh, Workday and Sabre and Sport Radar. Um, the board member, Hervé Couturier, worked at SAP, and he also worked for IBM for 15 years in the 80s and 90s. The SPAC is targeting technology and enterprise software. In their prospectus, they said a focus on U.S., Europe, or Israel. That's the key for me here is that they said specifically Israel. Um, Apotheker graduated from the Hebrew University of Israel, and the company has ties there. So that country is now linked to several IPOs and SPAC deals going forward. I think it will be a big story in 2021. So REE Automotive is an electric vehicle play that is a rumored SPAC target, three to $4 billion. They said that deal could be completed in January. I think that BTAQ could be the target company here to land that deal. And then also Tabula, Outbrain, eToro are all Israeli companies that are linked to SPACs or IPOs. All right, traders. Well, there you go. You guys have it. Those were the five top specs that were given by Chris on the 30th of December. So we had RBAC, FCAC, SNPR, BTAQ, and LFTR. So let's go ahead and let's take a look here for a second, and then we'll get into my picks. Uh, let's take a look here. So I'm going to stop the share here. Let me remove this. Just want to make sure you don't get an echo here, guys. All right, so let's take a look here at these specs, see what we saw on the move, and what have we gotten since uh, essentially December. Let's go ahead. Let's take a look here at RABC. Let's take a look. Still trading under that $10 price point right now. Um, so definitely keep this one on watch. You know, Red Ball has been essentially – it went all the way up towards 1240s in January. So we were talking about in, in December – so we're talking about the 30th. We were right about here. And now we did get a spike, but then eventually it broke through that low. So we'll see if this one can come back. Our back still doesn't have an acquisition there. So we're definitely going to pay attention towards that and see if we can get through the $10 level in these next couple of months. Next one up here. And let's, let's go to SNPR right now. Let's take a look here. SNPR, Turtis Acquisition 2, starting to come back down. It has some volume recently, guys. SNPR just got volume about 1.3 million, 1.2 million. So see if this one makes an announcement in the next couple of weeks. I think this one could get above that level if it holds these 990s, gets back above 10. So definitely keep your eyes on SNPR. 
Next one up here, let's look at BTAQ. How did Burgundy Technology do? It's been going sideways, I mean, since essentially March. So let's see when we can break out of this trend and really get through that $10 pricing. Last one, LFTR. Looks like this one also is under at 976. So we've gotten a lot of these that just haven't really given us the acquisition, haven't really given us the deal. And I think that's what really matters in these is that we didn't get the deal. And so we didn't get that big push on up. So we're going to be paying attention to see if LFTR can get back and some of these other SPACs can really start moving. So keep these on radar as Chris saw potential in them. They could potentially make that move up. All right. So, uh, so some of the stocks that I've been looking at, you know, as you guys know, I'm a big sports fan. So let, let's go ahead and let's get into this first one. This first one I like is SEAH. You know, the, the, the chairman and CFO, Eric uh, Grubman, you know, one of the things about him is that he's the ex. Uh, he, he has roles in the NFL. Uh, he's had roles as the EVP of the business operation. And he also has a, a CEO of John Collins, which mostly served as the CEO of On Location Experiences. And before that was a COO of the National Hockey League and the CEO of the Cleveland Browns NFL team. So to me, a, a sports spec that is in here and plans to, to get the sports entertainment sector, as well as technology and services that are associated with these verticals. So you're thinking stuff like, you know, media, ticketing, payment processing, entertainment, travel, gaming, loyalty programs, things like that. You know, I, I think, you know, of course, you know, the, the, the time for sports uh, kind of did dip with the COVID times. And I'm going to go ahead and pull up the chart here so you guys can see the chart. Um, and, and one of the things that I'm going to be looking at this one is really just the board. To me, the board is what really gets me interested in this one. Having connections with the NFL, having connections in multiple sports. I think it, it, in the long run, you know, you're going to see a good acquisition come from this. Um, I don't know what they're going to really get into. Um, I'm going to be looking at this one. Uh, I've been trying to get in this one near near ten dollars. Uh, the other day, I was trying to get near this ten ten. But as you can see, we, we've gotten a couple spikes on this chart, so I'm kind of eager on to what's going to happen with this one. So that's S E A H. Let me go ahead and put up the ticker here. A little harder to control when I'm doing everything here, but let, let, let's keep it rolling here. Let's go into another one. Um, so another one that I'm going to be looking at, guys, is is one that I'm really interested in, and one that I've done a little bit more research on, and that's S P. NV. Uh, so SPNV, uh, we're, we're talking about Supernova Partners Acquisition, the team that plans to partner with an advantage growth company that benefits uh, thermomatic shifts in tech-enabled trends. And so one of the things that you can see is that they're going to go into a big addressable market, You know, a well-defined vision with a competitive scale and, and, and a team that has success before, um, you know, it, SPMV is formed by Spencer Raskoff, you know, not, not Spencer Israel from pre-market prep guys, but Spencer Raskoff, you know, th this was the, the co-founder of Zillow groups and also had connections with Hotwire. Um, you know, I, he, ser he served as the CEO for Zillow for over 10 years and really led that company up. And, and so one of the things that I'm seeing in this one is that there's a lot of connections um, and success in this company. Um, so where are they going to go ahead and get into it? 
to me, it's going to be something in technology. And, and I think, you know, in this era of kind of where we look to invest, uh, you're definitely looking for some tech names. So to me, SPMV is definitely going to be one that I'm going to be looking at, guys. Um, let's go ahead and try to pull up this chart here. So one of the things that you're seeing is this one has already gapped up a little bit. So let me put up the chart here. So you see this gap up from from kind of this $11 and, and now it's hanging out there. You know, I, I'm going to be keeping an eye on this one. You know, I think, you know, eventually you, you get the acquisition to come out and, and this one could be one to keep going. You know, I'll definitely keep this one on watch. All right, let's go ahead and let's get into another one here. I, I got my next one here. This is going to be S uh, G S A H. So when we're talking about GSAH, we're talking about potential rumors here. Um, this is one that we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, there's two things that there's two kind of SPACs that have been rumored to have been targeting uh, or potentially targeting eToro. Um, you know, eToro is engaged in talks with Goldman Sachs right now. Um, and then if you look at GSAH, that's GS Acquisition Holding Corps 2. Um, and then you could also look at the one that Chris mentioned right now, which was BTAQ. Um, so both of those ha have some kind of touching in this one. Um, where is it going to go or, or what kind of rumor is going to come out of this one? Uh, my biggest thing is just to get as close to $10. You know, I actually was in this one before. Um, full disclosure, I I'm not in it anymore, guys. But if we pull up this chart, you know, when this one was going up here in this 13 I kind of got it down here uh, near this kind of 10, 50 area. And I was thinking it was going to come right back up. You know, like you saw this gap down and I was like, all right, well, it'll just come, come and fill this area. But that's not what happened. It actually started coming back down towards this $10 level. And I got scared out, guys. Uh, you, you know, it, it's going to happen sometimes. You, you get scared out of positions. And, and that's what happened here. But really, if I, if I go back and look at it, I mean, that, that might have been a, a really great time to add. Um, if I if I look at this chart, you know, it got down to a low of 989s and I was kind of worried there and I kind of got rid of it. But I'm looking to get back in because I'm starting to see some kind of bottoming action there and getting some volumes finally starting to pick back up. And if this one can finally get a target, it, it could start making a move. All right, guys. So definitely want to give some shout outs in the chat here. If you're new to the show, say hello to the chat. I know we've been seeing a lot of people talking, a lot of people jumping in with us. Uh, we got Jeannie, Scott, Sarah, what's going on? Jackie, Snack Crackle Smash Pop in the house, Dorothy. We got Smash Kirby. that like, guys. Uh, we got on, Kevin man. in the house. We got a whole bunch it's, of new it's faces. It's Mitch this Squared. Like to see you guys. So definitely smash that like below. Mitch Squared, let's keep guys. it going. I got, I got one like. more here for you. Uh, two more, actually. I got CCIV. All right, so let's go ahead and get into CCIV. CCIV, you know, this is one that, I'm not too big on on if they get this target, but I have a feeling they might change targets. And so this one's all about the rumors of of Directv. Um, so CCIV and AT and T may be about to spin off that Directv. And if and if this one gets it, you know, we're gonna have to really worry about the evaluation of of Directv. Um, so let's go ahead and take a look at the chart here. Um, you're starting to push back up here. You got this opening here the 18th of september up to 1025 so i think that you know now that we're back above this 10 dollar level it's all going to be about if we can go sideways and build some volume here um you know this one got down to 965 and you don't see that often um i i know i could i could bring chris in here uh chris I, I, you don't see this move down towards the 960s too often right 
No, you know, especially for one this this large, you know, that that is, you know, down below 10, super attractive there, you know, with that low risk. Yeah, if you guys yeah, don't definitely. remember, you know, uh, DirecTV uh, what, was mentioned me excited about as potential really acquisition that I was for CCIV per se, but beforehand. More along, I didn't think I it was going to happen. I saw it down here but... at the 970s, 980s, and then I saw the volume start coming back in it, and that got me excited a little bit. You know, At the end of the day, what, what I'm looking to do is get as close to $10 as possible so that I can manage my risk underneath 10 And in this stock, you know, it might be a little bit too much risk if you had gotten in at 10 and it went down to that 960. But majority of the times we're seeing more of a hold closer towards 980s and 975s. Um, just to kind of talk about patterns that we're seeing here. So this is one that I'm going to keep on watch to see if they change the acquisition. Because Key if they get there. direct TV, I'm not going to be as excited. But they do have the money to get a nice acquisition here. So I'll definitely keep an eye on this one. That's CCIV. And I got one more that I got from my man, Carl, in the chat. Uh, I want to give a shout out. You know, this, this, you guys reach out to us. You know, that, that's one of the best parts about this is that Chris and I get message every day about SPACs. And, you know, Chris and I take them serious. You know, we go ahead and we take a look into them and try to see nope. if, if there really is some potential here. So nope. CTAC here. Let's go ahead and get into this one a little bit. I'm going to pull up the chart and talk a little bit about what this one could be. Uh, you know, th this is the interesting part about it. You know, the interesting part is getting kind of these information from our viewers. Um, so CTAC here um, is a newly organized blank check company formed by an affiliate um, a global leader in alternative investing. Um, so one of the things that I think this one can get into, th there's, a, there's a bunch of kind of moves that it can get into, but I think this one could be kind of more of a play that can be a long-term play. And I'm going to show you why, guys. Um, so when I pull up this chart, I, I see kind of this $10 pricing, you know, back in October and November. And, and then it kind of just edged on up, edged on up. And then this big volume spike on the 19th, uh, on the 13th of November, uh, we got 10 million shares traded. And now we're back to that level. And so this is kind of like what I like to see, guys, is after that move up, you know, and some buyers got trapped up here. Can you get close to that $10 level and manage that risk underneath it? Because if you can manage that risk underneath it, I think, you know, with an acquisition of this company, this, this could easily be back up there at $12.50, $13. So definitely one that I'm going to keep on watch and one given to us by a member in our chat. And this is what it's all about, guys. It's all about you guys. So definitely hit the like, hit the subscribe below. Let's go. Let's boom, go. Let's boom, get these likes let's up. go. Let's go. All right. So one of the things that we wanted to do is Chris and I have mentioned all some right, of the ones that I'll, we I'm going to go ahead and pull this down here so we could have some fun and actually talk about some stuff stocks here that we were actually talking about and 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 like in the chat mentioned hector you're completely right i was just mitch back then and now I'm money mitch so uh, hopefully that's what gave me the name i mean it was a great pick there um let's go through some of these some of these did awesome some of these did okay so let's go ahead and take a look here and see what we did all right so first stock we took a look at and uh, i'll definitely uh i know that the chat wanted to get into uh <laughs> what fcac turned into so which was shcr uh this is this was share care it's all the way down towards 660s we'll see if this one comes back but definitely it, it wasn't the best after the turn uh kind of the merger turn into sch shcr so let's go ahead let's get into the ones that i was talking about seah 
Um, we, we just brought on this company, you know, this is, uh, gone with a uh, Betway. I think, you know, this is going to do great over a long time. Uh, just, just keep your eyes on this guys. Um, SEAH, one of the things that you need to see is you saw this one cracked above 10, but then now we're going back down below nine. That's not what I want to see guys. I want to see st- song, uh, stocks get strong at 10, not get weak. This one definitely cracked at nine. 90s and then ever since then i mean look at the volume there's, n- there's pretty much no volume there so i definitely will be watching to this one for it to come back but that's seah let's go to spnv the one that i felt high conviction in but definitely didn't turn out to be anything massive it gave me opportunities to sell it there at 12 12 20s i could have sold up there for a good profit but I ended up holding this one and eventually even getting a loss on this one. Got to admit it, guys. Yes, yes, I got a loss on this one. It wasn't big, but at the same time, I got out of it just because I wanted to rotate some money into another play. And so with SPNV, I ended up getting caught a little bit there and, and giving back some of the gains. All right, so let's go ahead to the next one. Next one was GSAH. I saw the chat talking a little bit about this one. This one still really hasn't rocketed off. I still have a feeling that this one could make a big move, this GSAH. So definitely keep this one on radar, guys. It's been holding the 10 really well. And what do we see? Volume, guys. That's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see some volume trading into this one. So we'll see if this one can get back above 1050s and get strong. GSAH, keep it on radar. All right, let's go ahead. Let's get in towards the next one. Next one up was CCIV. And guys, I mean, uh, 10.05 from that uh, 30th of December, we were right trading around here, right around here. And then we got this spike. This is why I always say you got to stick with SPACs attack no matter what. I mean, this is what we do here, guys. We put you onto these stocks a lot of times before they make massive moves. What are we trying to do? We're not trying to get you to go ahead and try to pump a stock, try to get you in a stock. We want to get you the information that you need to make your informed decision. And so when we were talking about CCIV, we were, Chris and I were talking about it, and we just didn't see DirecTV really being the acquisition. As you guys heard in the video 10 minutes back, I said, hey, uh, I just don't see this being the acquisition. And I think there's going to be another company that comes in here, and then it's going to be great for that company. And then I also saw the amount of money that the SPAC had. It had a lot of money to go after a great company. That's when weeks later, it was about two weeks later, where CCIV ended up getting the, the rumor with Lucid Motors. And, and, and really, I mean, that's when we really started taking off. And, and go into the next level. So we'll see if, if these kind of lucid dreams continue. You know, we've been pulling back down. I got in this one and, and I ended up stopping out, break even on this one, even though I was up a significant amount. I was up about like 12 or 13% on this one. Ended up getting stopped out right by the, uh, my entry 2522. And so now I'm looking to see if this one's going to come back down towards 20 or if we're going to scoop right back up through the 24s. We'll see if this one can keep roaring. Of course, this is now uh, pretty much Lucid Motors. And, and I think, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to pay paying attention to when this one switches the ticker. I've been talking about that for a while. Pay attention to that because that could be a driver in CCIV. All right, let's go ahead. Let's keep going. 
Let's keep going. Let's go into the next one. Uh, last one was CTAC. And as you guys heard me mention in the chat, I, I really didn't like this one in the long run. I thought I was going to be a, a, way, a way better acquisition. And it just didn't turn out to be anything that I felt super sexy about. Um, so with that being said, can this company make some money? Yeah, it's probably going to make some money. But is it super sexy with investors? No, I don't think so. So definitely keep those on watch and we'll see if we can find some more like the CCIV. Tom White, you said it yourself, man. I mean, that's what we need to do, right? We need to try to find those. So definitely we'll keep on watch and see how those do. But other Churchill SPACs hoping they will repeat what CCIV did. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people were thinking that, Mike, and that's why they got into uh, CCX. Um, so we'll see if that one kind of keeps moving. Um, but definitely we'll, we'll see if these Churchill stocks kind of get a, a move. I think CCX already switched over. So, um, that's why I'm not pulling it up right now, but definitely keep your eyes on those other Churchills. They could get a good lift eventually. Ajax being mentioned by crypto walk. All right, let's take a look at Ajax. How's it been doing? It's like we're actually getting some volume today, about 5.61 million shares traded. We'll see if this one can get back above $10. Like I always say, when they're below nine or below 10, let's just get it back above 10. First is that level. Then we can worry about a rip out. All right, let's go ahead. Let's get into it. another one. Nate Miller wants to mention, don't forget about the Chamath SPACs, IPOD, IPOF. They will get attention again. I think so too. I think, I mean, at the, end, at the end of the day, you know, you saw the the news go away from Tremoth, especially after his SPCE sale, um, where people really started kind of knocking him for selling out of that position. Of course, he said he sold out of that position because he wanted to rotate some of the money. But we'll see if IPOF can really start moving. This was one of the most hypest uh, SPAC that came out. When, when this one started first, I mean, look at day one. Day one, this thing spiked all the way up towards a high of 1340 and then eventually getting all the way up to 1781 without a deal, guys. So this one's interesting. Definitely keep it on radar. We'll see when this one really starts roaring, and that's IPOF. All right, guys, we had about five minutes left, so definitely go ahead and put up your stocks that you want me to check out right quickly before the end of the show. If you guys have a comment after the show, let me know. What do you guys want to see more or less of on SPACs Attack? We'll definitely go ahead and do that for you. So smash the like button. Let's go ahead. Let's take a look at the watch list before we get on out of here today. And if you have one, definitely put it up in the chat. All right, so I've seen HOL. HOL being mentioned here in ASTR. So let's take a look at HOL, uh, Helicity here. And, and then let me, HOL, ASTR. That, that, that's why you told it to me like that. Come on, Mitch, come on. All right, let's go ahead. Let's take a look here. Um, one of the things that you can clearly see is kind of that $10 price point and 1050s below it starting to hold. So I think that's really the line in the sand right now. You know, we've come back. And we kind of tested to break these levels multiple times. You had this level right here where you tried to break down. Let me just get the drawing tool for you so you can see. So you had that level that you tried to break down here at 1050. You had this wick where you tried to break down right now. And now you got two days. Let's let this close right here. It's not a bad close. And it's closed multiple times at this level. And then we'll look to see if it can bounce off of that and kind of come curving back up. 
We'll see if this one gets back in in favor. And really, I think this one could happen with kind of, of course, Bezos space news coming out next week. Who knows? Maybe we get a lift in overall space. Um, one that, of course, we've talked about for a while that we're going to see if it can keep running is, of course, SPCE. It had a massive pullback this week. We'll see if it gets a lift next week as it keeps coming back down towards support. And one of the things that I'd use for a chart like this is I'd start using a monthly chart and trying to see if I can see where this stock can stop and find support. So if you see, we've had these levels of resistance where we've broken out and held it before on this major candle. The question is, when we come back towards that kind of 25 period, are we going to hold here? Or are we going to get back up in SPCE? All right, let's go ahead. Let's get back to that. What's going on in SPACs? Do you do you think waiting after D-SPAC and Warren's recall to buy any SPAC going forward? Um, well, it's a, it's a pattern game. You know, one of the things is you, you're going to see right now that there is a pattern game. Some of these spike on that de-spacking, but it doesn't hold its gains. That's what I wanted to see. Do we get to hold those gains? SoFi was one that went up massively and then came back down also. So we'll look for the next run in that one. Do I think de-spacks can get lift? Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, de-spacks means that, right, that, that we've gotten further in the timeline. So closer and closer to these revenue outlooks that they're putting in their investor presentation. If we look back, you know, a lot of these best investor presentations are pretty massive in 2023 and 2024 going into 25. So we're going to be paying attention as we keep getting further and further on the timeline. See how their revenues are being put out. Do they go ahead and increase their outlook or decrease their outlook? I think that's what you need to pay attention to. If you start seeing increases, what it could mean is that in the long run, you could get a run. A perfect example to a stock like that, I would look at Rover when we switch over, but NEBC is one that I really believe in in the long run will get a run. Because at the end of the day, I do think that Rover is going to have some great earnings somewhere down the line. And with that being said, it could definitely get a lift. But this is like always, you know, it's story. And story is not always what you're going to see on the chart. Like I, I do think this whole time in summer, they've been breaking, breaking records in reservations. And look how the stock has reacted. Nothing. Essentially a little pop up here but nothing that has continued. And so that's what we need to keep a watch for. Wait till this volume really spikes up and rips through that level. It's probably going to be on the D-SPAC when this one changes over into uh, the Rover name. So definitely pay attention towards that. And I could think you could see this one eventually run. What's up? What's up, Antonio? You want me to bring back Young Investor? That sounds cool. I, I have nothing against that. I love Young Investor. So if he's out there listening, definitely thumbs up. Uh, I'll definitely bring them back. I'm down for it. Uh, buy Indie says Vu. Vu, I mean, Indie's looking great. I mean, did you see that push up? One of the things that we talked about even earlier in the show, we said, when we run into resistance at 950, you guys heard me talk about it. If you guys go back in the early part of the show, I said, the, the next stop is 950. Then from that point, let's see if we can break through the resistance and get through this trend line. So let's take a look here on the one minute or the five minute. We could look at the one minute or five, whichever one is going to show you this. You see how this stock came up towards that 1120, hit the resistance, pulled back. And so another thing to, to point out here is what happens, guys, is one push up, 
a pullback, a second push up to try to break through the resistance. It can't happen there. So you've got this one attempt, two attempt. What does it do, guys? It pulls back towards the support, then tries to break out again. Third point. Whenever I get those third points of resistance, what am I looking for a lot of times, guys? I'm looking for volume to come in. Look what we get here. We get the volume bar to get big. Then when this one pulls back, what do we always say? After that third test, look for a hold of support and then a breakout. Look how this one gets up there, comes back, testing those lines of resistance that soon becomes support, and then this one lifts off. That's what you want to see. Those are patterns that are at least it's following the pattern and continuing the momentum that it's showing on the daily chart. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me, guys. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com.